welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show here today, whether you're doing it on cnjradio.com or whether you're subscribed on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you so very much, everybody, for listening. And it's only been a few days, maybe one or two tops, right? And it's time for part two pay tribute to those who left us in this year of 2012. We've got 10 more big names, at least big names in my book, uh, to celebrate here tonight. So let's get started with the very first one. This was one of the bigger deaths that affected me for sure this year. And this is one of those bands that you either love them or hate them. There's really not a whole lot of middle ground there. And also a very misunderstood band. I always said along with the Beach Boys, the Bee Gees are one of the most misunderstood bands in the history of popular music. And I truly believe that. Not just a disco band. And it's proof positive in their entire catalog. Just amazing harmonies. Great catchy songs. I'm a Bee Gees fan. What can I say? I used to go back and forth with Logan. Because Logan, uh, I'm going to out him here, actually got me into ABBA. Uh, and he doesn't like the Bee Gees. I, I never understood that, but, you know, he's allowed to have his opinion. Uh, so it's like a back and forth, okay, Bee Gees boy. But uh, seriously, uh, the Robin Gibb death this year uh, was a big one for me. And uh, a true talent, great singer. Uh, the stuff he did with his brothers, uh, you know, Barry and Maurice, just, uh, it's crazy. It's awesome, uh, the stuff they did. Iconic. I know I say that word. Maybe I use it a little loosely sometimes, but uh, uh, they did some great work. Uh, one of the most massive, successful European acts of all time. And when they first started off, uh, very Beatlesque, uh, just uh, definitely probably inspired by Burt Bacharach songs and and just good songs in general. And their early stuff is great. If you've never given their early stuff a chance, go check it out. Not just a disco band once again. I, I even like their disco stuff. What do you think of that? But their early stuff is, is the best for me. Uh, stuff like New York Mining Disaster in 1941 and Lonely Days. Uh, but this is probably my all-time favorite song by the Bee Gees. And as luck would have it, uh, Robin was the lead singer on this song. So I gotta play it. This is what I'm gonna kick the show off here tonight with. Hope you like it. Give this one a chance. This is the Bee Gees with I've got to get a message to you. The preacher taunted me and he smiled Said, come and walk with me Come and walk one more mile Now for once in your life you're alone But you ain't there's no time for the fool I just gotta get a message to you Hold on, hold on One more hour and my life will be through Hold on, hold on I told him If I broke her heart Then won't you tell her I'm sorry And for once in my life I'm alone And I can't 
ago, that was the Bee Gees with I've Gotta Get a Message to You. That song originally came out in 1968, and in the United States it came out on their third album called Idea. Uh, so there you go, all the way back to get that one. There's also a really good double disc Bee Gees best of called, uh, I think, like Their Greatest Hits, The Record. That's really good. That That's the whole career right there in two CDs. Highly recommend that one. And it really, what got me into the band, it was really random. I, uh, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, for those of you who know me. And I remember one of the first few years of the show that we were getting it in Dallas, Bee Gees were coming on to promote their new record. And at the time, I was kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, let's see if he has some fun with them. And that's always the thing. Howard will get you to listen if you're a fan, even if you're not a fan of who's coming on. He can always make anybody interesting, but... Uh, they didn't need his help too much. As soon as he started asking them, hey, why don't you guys play something? You know, maybe they were prepared to. All it took was one acoustic guitar and the brothers, you know, really early in the morning harmonizing in that way. And the first song they played was I've Got to Get a Message to You. And it just gave me chills instantly. And I became a fan right then and there. They got me. So there you go. Rest in peace, Robin. You are missed. Sadly, he died pretty much of the same thing that uh, Maurice, his brother, did. They had, like, uh, some blockage going on, and then they both wound up dying of kidney failure, I believe. So, very sad, very sad. And uh, Barry's the only one left. Uh, he's uh, Every single one of his brothers are gone now, and it's really sad. But let's move on. Let's try to at least a woman I paid tribute to early on in the year I don't think she was dead by then. I think she was just hanging on, but very sad because uh, one of those deaths where it was slow and uh, was brought on by Alzheimer's and just uh, natural causes. Very sad, but the great Etta James left us this year and I talked about her earlier in the year. She's an amazing talent, one of the greatest soul singers, if not just female singers of all time. going to play a, a slightly deep Etta James track, at least for the time. Uh, it doesn't get played too much. Of course, At Last, I, I'm not a big At Last fan. Ugh, I, if I never hear it again, it's one of those. I like I like the stuff with a little bit of a backbeat to it, like you know, The Wallflower, Roll With Me, Henry. I played that earlier this year. Uh, if you've never heard her version of Only Women Bleed by Alice Cooper, go check that one out online. Oh my goodness, just she just owns that song. Find the live version, because there's a studio and a live version. The live version kills. It's It's amazing. Uh, but I'm going to play this one. This was a pretty decent hit for her back in 1962, I believe. This is Etta James with Something's Got a Hold on Me. Oh, sometimes I get a good feeling, yeah. Yeah. I get a feeling that I never, 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 never had before. No, no.
That was Etta James, the great Etta James, with Something's Got a Hold on Me. Great song right there. Really shows off how truly great her vocal skills were. And I was literally just looking this up while the song was playing. She passed on January 20th, and it was just after her 74th birthday. Uh, Officially, she died of leukemia, but she also did have Alzheimer's. Just a horrible way to go. And this is so weird because they said that she died three days after Johnny Otis of the Johnny Otis show, the man who discovered her in the 50s. So he gets the credit for bringing Etta James to the world. And because of that, I'm going to bump it up earlier in the show than I had planned. I've got some Johnny Otis to play for you. I was ready for that. Uh, Johnny Otis is one of those guys just super important to rock and roll, the, the early days of rock and roll, and doesn't nearly get enough credit. Um uh, let you hear this for yourself here. I'm sure you know this song if you're a decent enough fan of rock and roll. You've heard plenty of covers of this song, but nothing beats the original as as hard as they try. And some of them do a really good job, but never going to get better than this. Check it out. This is the Johnny Otis Show with Willie and the Hand Jive. <laughs> Rockin' Billy He can walk and stroll in Susie Q And do that crazy hand jive too Papa told Willie you'll ruin my home You and that hand jive has got to go Willie said Papa don't put me down They're doing that hand jive all over Sister flow. Grandma gave baby sister a dime. Said, do that hand jive one more time. Doctor and a lawyer and an Indian chief. Now they all dig that crazy beat. Way out, Willie gave them all a treat. I went and did that hand jive with his feet. Well, the baby got famous in his crib, you see 
right, there you go. That was the Johnny Otis Show with Willie and the Hand Jive. Great song. That one goes all the way back to 1958. And a, a true, true monster in the history of rock and roll. Uh, one of his nicknames was the Godfather of Rhythm and Blues. It's almost hard to argue that he came along really early on, like I said, putting out stuff as early as the 40s. I'm learning so much about him even just now. You know, I, I went ahead and just said, screw it. I went on his Wikipedia page while that song was playing. Because I like to do that when I'm listening to songs. Just go to people's websites, bio pages, and stuff like that. Who knew? That guy was Suggy Otis's dad. I never made that correlation because, uh, well, let's just say they look pretty different from each other. And, <laughs> uh, he, you know, he was of Greek descent. And, uh, Suggy, I guess that means he has a little bit of Greek in him. But, yeah, I, I would have never known that was his dad. That's crazy. You know, and it has to be the fact that the reason he was so adept to just having rhythm and blues inside of him is that he grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood in Berkeley, California. That's pretty random. And he just started playing music and met all these people and made a lot of cool things happen. Really did. He even, multi-instrumentalist, he even played the drums on the original recording of Hound Dog by Big Mama Thornton. So there you go. There's another fun fact about Johnny. Very, very underrated star in the history of rock and roll. That's a guy to go check out. Johnny Otis. Good stuff. Rest in peace, sir. Moving on to the next person here. Uh, here's a guy that actually just went the other day. And uh, this one also very sad for me. I mean, all of these are pretty sad. Uh, but I'm a big fan of the band this guy came from. Ray Collins, who was one of the early lead singers uh, one of the actually, I guess, would say the original co-lead singer of the Mothers of Invention. So Ray Collins left us a few days ago, and just kind of going back and listening to some of those records again, and you know, it's never a long time in between periods of me listening to them, but I never realized how much he contributed to the early sound of the Mothers of Invention, almost giving Zappa a voice to bounce off of. They used to do a lot of co-lead vocals here, and I guess at some times I thought that. He was Frank, so finding out now that it's really a lot of it's Ray Collins. So major contributor to the early days of Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. So a true loss, that's for sure. So check it out. I found a really great early performance of him from the Freak Out album, the very first Mothers of Invention album. Uh, you get to hear Ray Collins' true vocal talent here. A song called How Could I Be Such a Fool. There you go. I won your love I was very glad Every happiness in the world Belonged to me Then our love was lost And you went away Now I shed my tears In lonely misery I know now that you never ever really loved me it hurts me now to think you never ever really cared I sit and ask myself a thousand times To try and find What really happened to the love that we shared How could I be such a fool 
So there you go, a, a great, overtly dramatic neo-ballad there from Frank Zappa album Freak Out, along with the Mothers of Invention. That was How Could I Be Such a Fool, featuring great vocals by the now late Ray Collins. That's, uh, love us. Of anything Zappa, I'm, I'm in. So, uh, sad. And also, if you want to hear some great Ray Collins vocals, go check out a, a kind of an underrated album in the Zappa catalog, because it, it is kind of weird, even for him. But he did an all doo-wop album called Cruising with Ruben and the Jets. So Ray really gets to shine on that one as well. Uh, that's both of their roots right there. So doing a doo-wop album, they weren't, you know, really making a joke out of it, even though, you know, there's a little tongue-in-cheek in there, obviously, but uh, they were both big fans of doo-wop, so it's a cool record to go check out, one you may not hear as often. But moving on, next I'm going to talk about a band who definitely wouldn't exist without a guy like Frank Zappa, because, uh, you know, a freak act for sure, as they call it. I don't even know, there may not be another band that could say that their genre may be shock folk, uh, but it's easier just to peg it as alternative. Talking about the Frogs, uh, I was a big fan of the Frogs, really liked them a lot, and uh, sadly, Dennis uh, Dennis Flamian, who was the band's drummer and backup vocalist, actually drowned this year. Very sad. That's always a random kind of death, but uh, he was out at the lake in Racine County, Wisconsin. I think I'm saying that right. Uh, and yeah, 57 years old. Very sad. And I'm sure those of you who are Smashing Pumpkins fans will uh, be no stranger to what Dennis did. Uh, he actually was the touring keyboardist during the second leg of the Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness tour. He actually replaced Jonathan Melvoin, who died uh, during the beginning of the tour. I actually saw that second leg with Dennis, so I was lucky enough to see the man perform live. Uh, he did a lot that night. He did a lot of backup vocals, tons of piano and keyboards, played some acoustic guitar. I mean, the guy was super talented. And then after that tour, he also wound up playing with his brother Jimmy, his partner in the Frogs, on the Adore album by the Smashing Pumpkins. You can hear, anytime you hear great harmony vocals, backup vocals, uh, Beach Boys-esque vocals on the Adore album, you're hearing Dennis and Jimmy. So uh, those guys could sing, for sure. They they kind of hit it sometimes in the Frogs, because, you know, that's uh, it wasn't really about the, the beauty of music more so as it was like maybe the tragedy or the comedy. Uh, but check it out. This is a fun song. I found this from the Frogs catalog. I actually have the the Star Job EP 
And uh, this is the first song from it. This is The Frogs with Lord Grunge. There you go. Uh, love that song. Super fun. Of course, poking fun at the grunge, cashing in genre. That was The Frogs with Lord Grunge off of the Star Job EP. Go check that out. That's probably one of the more popular albums by The Frogs, if there are any, because it's pretty much assumed by now that Billy Corgan produced that EP and played most of the guitar on there as well. Uh, but that's a very fun record, so go check it out also has their infamous song, I Only Play For Money. I like the frogs. There you go. And speaking of band names with animals in them, uh, you know, I, I kind of did this on purpose, but I'm uh, going to play a song by the monkeys now. Yeah, I mean, you had to know this was coming. Davy Jones dying this year. Uh, big loss. And also extra tragic just because of the fact that they were this close to doing another monkeys reunion. And I'm I'm pretty mad that this happened. It's like, why did this have to happen at this time? Because I I really wanted to see a monkey show in my lifetime, and sadly now I never will. I mean, even if they come through here now, which they are playing without Davey, but, you know, it just won't be the same. you got to have all four of them there to make it work. Uh, but Davey died pretty early this year, uh, right at the end of February. He actually died on Leap Day, is what I hear, so. And 
you know, yeah, it's a, it's a loss. I grew up on the second wave of the monkeys' popularity during that comeback era where they were playing them on MTV and Nickelodeon during the afternoons right there in the mid-'80s. So uh, Davy Jones was big for me growing up. And so, of course, you know, one of the biggest songs that they're going to point out, especially in light of his passing, is Daydream Believer. And as far as songs, pop songs especially, you're not going to get any better than Daydream Believer. It's a perfect song. But since it is a pretty popular band like the Monkees, I want to play something that you don't normally hear. This is one of my favorites off of probably my overall favorite Monkees album. And not a popular one either. Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones. So even boasting the namesake of Davy Jones there in the title, I figured it was very apropos. And this is a really fun 60s go-go rocker. This is the Monkees with Davy Jones on lead vocals with... She hangs out. Well, you can just see the go-go dancers right now, can't you? So 
So that's what I always think of at least. So there you go. That was the Monkees with She Hangs Out, of course, with Davy Jones on lead vocals. And there's another great song on that album, Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones, limited. A song called Star Collector, written by Harry Nelson. That's another great song. I struggle with whether to play that or She Hangs Out, but I basically just flipped the coin. So there you go. I'll probably play Star Collector, maybe like on a Nelson retrospective, which I'm definitely due to do at some point. That'll be a really good show. Uh, the next person we're going to talk about, another really good singer in his own right. Completely different style of vocals than a guy like Davy Jones. But a fellow by the name of Herb Reed, he passed this year. And Herb Reed, very important member and a longtime member of early rock band called The Platters. A vocal group, speaking of doo-wop like I was talking earlier, The Platters is one of the biggest doo-wop groups of all time. There's no question about that. Of course, they're most well-known for big hits such as The Great Pretender and, of course, Only You. Both very, very, very good songs. I picked this song because I felt like it was more of a representation of Herb Reed's contribution to the band. He was a bass man, so you're going to hear that a lot in this song. It's a really cool song you may not have heard by the Platters. So here you go. It's a nice slow one to uh, kind of cool things down for a minute. Then we'll get back to the big beat stuff. This is the Platters with Twilight Time. Heavenly shades of night are falling. It's twilight time. Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains Mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear At twilight time Deepening shadows gather splendor As day is done Fingers of night will soon surrender the setting sun I count the moments darling till you're here with me together at last at twilight light here in the afterglow of day we keep our rendezvous In the sweet and same old way I fall in love again As I did then Deep in the dark Your kiss will fill me Like days of old Lighting the spark of love That fills me With dreams untold Each day I pray for evening Just to be with you Together at last at twilight time In the afterglow of day We keep our rendezvous Beneath the blue In the sweet and simple way I fall in love again Lighting the spark of love that fills me with dreams untold Each day I pray for evening just to be with you Together 
At last at twilight time Together At last at twilight time All right, there you go. That was The Platters with Twilight Time. And even though that song really hasn't made the rounds, like on oldies radio a whole bunch or anything like that, you can find it on the occasional retrospective. It's from 1958, and it was a number one hit pretty much across the board. U.S., U.S. R&B, even Australia. Number one big song for them. So there you go. Twilight Time. Good stuff. A little doo-wop every now and then. I like it. It kind of, you know... I need to relax in my daily life sometimes, so pretty stressed out when it comes to, you know, you know, things like work and money and all that stuff. So give me some doo-wop records every now and then. But moving on here, uh, this is one of those guys that had a big impact musically in my youth and really brought his instrument to the forefront of an era where it wasn't happening as much as it had been back in the early days. But Greg Hamm. And that's a name you may not know, but you've heard him easy. You've heard this guy on multiple hit songs. He was a member of the band Men at Work, and he was their saxophone player. Of course, the saxophone is a big part of the Men at Work sound. So, let's just go with one of the big ones right here. How many radios did Greg Ham's saxophone come across with just this one song? So here you go, paying tribute to the late Greg Ham from Men at Work. This is Who Can It Be Now?
right there you go that was minute work with who can it be now from 1981 from the album business as usual uh, i'm a minute work fan i think they're one of the better bands that ever came out of the 80s for sure and a big big band for australia that's not even the biggest hit that greg is spotlighted on i mean hell he was also the flute player for minute work so that's him playing the flute on down under so there you go greg ham you will be missed that's for sure and these last two are going to be really big for me. Both really sad and tragic. Not that the other ones aren't, but these are the two that probably had the biggest effect on me. And that's that's saying something. I'd say after Rob and Gibb, these other ones are just, ah, oh, they hurt so much. Uh, second to last song I'm going to play here tonight is By the Beastie Boys. Of course, Adam Yao, MCA, passed away this year due to cancer. Cancer, just, ugh. I I wouldn't have to do these shows if it wasn't for cancer. And you know what? I'd rather not. But uh yeah, it sucks. And I I hate saying this too. I if you go back and listen to the year-end episode, we we're talking about my favorite albums of 2011, the show I did with my CNJ radio partner Chris last year, said something. I went back and listened to it recently and it sounded really eerie and I was commenting about how the band hadn't really been promoting their new album all that much and they weren't appearing in their videos and they weren't playing shows and I was like where are they and I said you know MCA's cancer diagnosis a few years ago that they said he beat and then he just kind of disappeared after that and I was like ah that's not good news and I hope I'm wrong about this but it turns out I wasn't and I don't like being right about things like this but yeah so they weren't really around to promote their last album, which was a great note to go out on. That's a really good record of their catalog. That's one of the better ones they've done. I think it's the best album they did in 20 years. But uh, you know, MCA going was really that really hit me hard because I grew up on his records. That's for sure. I was, you know, the fresh faced kid buying license to L on vinyl when I was probably really too young to be listening to it, quite honestly. But I loved MCA. I thought he was the coolest Beastie Boy. Uh, he had that cool, raspy, you know, smoky voice, and I always thought he got the best lines on the record. That's my opinion. So he's always going to be my favorite, and when I hear him come up on these records now, I, I get a little sad, but but listen to the Beastie Boys still puts me in a good mood, despite all that. This is one of my favorite Beastie Boys songs. Not a big hit, but one of my favorites, and MCA gets the last word on it, and it's one of my favorite runs that he ever did. So check it out. Beastie Boys with Professor Booty. Yo, I don't hang out with those guys. Man, I ain't got nothing to do with those dudes. Man, and I saw your female with them too. What's up with her? I've been hearing that she's been giving that stuff out to all them graffiti guys. Yo, shut the fuck up, Chico, man. Go paint three of those mules for some of that ass. Professor, what's another word for pirate treasure? Well, I think it's booty. Booty. Booty.
There you go. That was the Beastie Boys with Professor Booty off of the 1992 album Check Your Head that uh, along with the latest Beastie Boys album were the last two really great albums they put out in my opinion. And uh, love MCA on that track. Makes me laugh. Dancing around like you think you're Janet Jackson. So yeah, I'm going to miss you man. So rest in peace. And uh, also extra really cool thing. Uh, the one really cool thing that really came out of his passing, besides, of course, you know, people saying how important he was, and he definitely was, but apparently in his will, because he went ahead and made one for obvious reasons, but there's a thing in his will that says, Beastie Boys music cannot ever be used for the intent of commercial purposes. So, there you go. That's punk rock right there. And yes, they were a punk rock band before they were a rap band, and they never stop playing their instruments either, so that's what makes Beastie Boys a cut above. And I'm going to miss them. Moving on to the last song here. Hey, this is Rock Strikes 10 after all. And I think without argument, really, the biggest rock and roll death on a big name basis this year had to be John Lord. And I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say that. John Lord single-handedly invented the rock keyboardist. Now, of course, there were guys that played piano and keyboard and organ and rock bands before that. You could argue that a guy like Ray Manzarek, who, who did contribute a lot to rock and roll, but Ray Manzarek's role in The Doors was to add the bass where there was not bass and, you know, put some cool weird things in there to give the music some good atmosphere. He did his job great. But 
John Lord reinvented the wheel of what a keyboard player should be for a rock and roll band, and he's the guy to thank for it. That's for damn sure. If you go back and listen to those really early Deep Purple albums where they first started playing heavy rock and roll, and you can hear John Lord doubling the guitar player a lot of times, and then a lot of times in instances like this, you're going to hear him just taking the solo and making the song his. And this is one of those examples. This is a big song for Deep Purple. You're going to know this song, but really this is John Lord's masterpiece right here. This is Deep Purple from the Machine Head album with Highway Star.
Alright, so there you go. That was Deep Purple with Highway Star featuring the late great, the keyboard icon, John Lord right there. I mean, right up there with Rick Wakeman as far as rock keyboardists, and I mean that. Uh, so John Lord, you will be missed. You were as important to Deep Purple, really, as, you know, even like Richie Blackmore or Ian Gillen. You were on par with those guys, that's for damn sure. So rest in peace, John Lord. And uh, on that note, I guess we're going to end the show here tonight. Uh, you know, a downer of a show, I understand, but that's why i got to play the music with it, hopefully uh, pep it up a little bit here. I hope you enjoyed the show here tonight. Feel free to go to cnjradio.com, use the links to the Facebook, the Twitter, the email, joey at cnjradio.com, send me the comments, I love your comments, and I still appreciate you guys year-round, and thanks for all the happy holidays that I got, and stuff like that. I hope everybody out there had a happy and safe holidays, hope you got what you wanted if you needed something, and I just hope you got to see your friends and family, because that's, of course, the most important thing. And it's shows like this that really make you think about things like that, especially. So, alright, we're going to see you on the next show. The next few shows are going to be a lot more upbeat because we're just going to be doing my favorite albums of 2012. So yeah, we'll see you on the next one. Should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. And don't forget to share this show. Send it to your friends and like-minded people, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, uncles. I'm one of those now, so... All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. Have a good one. Have fun. Well, you go.